Welcome to Teach Your Passion Online, the weekly podcast for passionate people who want to build online businesses. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Matthew Chapman again. And here I am today with my friend, Emma Gibbs de Oliveira. She is my awesome friend for probably 15 years now, I reckon. Is that right? Yeah, I reckon, more or less. Been a long time, hasn't it? Um, Emma was my capoeira instructor um, when I started investigating capoeira. I've always wanted to do capoeira and uh, it's such a beautiful, fantastic martial art. So I went to train with her. And while I was uh, training, we got into sort of design work because Emma is also a fantastic designer. So she does all of the design for Teacher Passion Online, for Mitmaster and all my various other um, products that I create. So Emma is responsible for anything that looks good, basically. Hello. Sorry, I'm still here. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <It's a good laughs> like so, uh, what we wanted to chat, uh, what I wanted to chat to you to, today was about design because I work with a lot of people, especially martial arts instructors. And to be honest, we're not really the best at design. We kind of, we just kind of throw stuff up there. It looks disorganized. It looks messy. We mix fonts. We mix colors. We just do a really bad job on design. So I don't know if you have like some fundamental sort of ideas or principles that you work with when looking at design and maybe you could share them with uh, the listeners. Yeah. So um, I think that uh, what's important is is to understand what you like initially so like what attracts you to um, certain products or certain brands or you know certain stuff that's either online or it could be on packaging or on flyers of packaging um, everything that we see around us has been designed in one way or another and someone's thought about how that's going to be presented out into the world and so um and what they're trying to do is attract our attention. And so when on on social media, especially, I think we what's the we have about a second, don't we, to to actually grab someone's attention. So about design, I think it's about uh, creating your brand, creating your personality, telling your story, sharing your values. Um, and, and that that's a, a really big ask in design, which is why it's such a hard one to crack if you haven't studied the principles and you haven't you know gone through the courses or you know formal training um but I think as with anything really as martial artists you know we know that simplicity works um we know that the foundations you know always work we can't live without foundations it's it's really cool to be able to do all the crazy flash stuff but actually (laughs) uh, when you've got the kind of old older senseis or 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 graduated, you know, um, teachers uh, that actually they always fall back on the basics, and and ex- exactly the same applies to design. Um, simplicity is key. You have to try to present your uh, your message or your story um, or your product in as fewer things as possible. So um, if it doesn't if there's if there's something in your design that actually is just there to make something look pretty then it probably shouldn't be there so design is functional um when you're thinking about fonts you should probably only be using one or two maximum and just stick to them unless like you do something for like six months 
and you decide to have a kind of rebrand actually that's not best representing and then change but don't switch between two you know stick with your font stick with one or two and that's it and look at ones that complement each other there's some great um websites where you can look at fonts which complement each other um and you can put in one font and it will say well these fonts will sit really well with it um and there are oh, that's of, interesting i didn't yeah. know that yeah, yeah. And, that, and that and that's like a really if you ha if you don't have a clue you know fonts is a whole there are people there are illustrators and designers that specialize in fonts it's like i don't yeah. even go there i stick to the ones that i know uh that work and that are clear unless someone wants something particularly artistic and then they're not necessarily that that's different that's kind of creating more of an illustration um but generally fonts stick with what works helvetica is like you know is a classic and people stick with the classic it works it does what it's supposed to do um, and some, some fonts are easier to read than others right so like some of the script fonts for example uh, uh i see people using them but they're really hard to 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 understand like especially yeah. when you're looking on a small screen on a mobile for example yeah so that so again so it comes back to functionality what you're using the way you use fonts the way you use pictures um they all have to have a function and if they don't do that job um then they shouldn't be there <laughs> uh, yeah. you should use something different um and so that so that's fonts um again like yeah like you said you have to be able to read it in small print you have to be able to be legible in big print and because sometimes you can blow a font up really big and then it looks odd there'll be odd spacing and there's millions and millions of fonts out there and a lot of them are available for free um but actually you're probably only gonna i think i've got something like 700 fonts on my on my computer but actually i probably only use 10 you know right. for the different clients that i work with and so that just kind of shows that we don't need all that <laughs> we don't need it all and you should stick to the basics um, in regards to pictures, when you start taking pictures um, for design, again, simplicity is better. You have to kind of be aware of your backgrounds. Um, you know, you want your, you need to think about where the focus is. So the focal parts of the image. And so if that's a person, then make sure that there's nothing else in the background that's distracting, working with the rule of thirds. So if you have a rectangle which would be your viewfinder and cut that into three equal sections um having the object that's in focus um or that you want in focus to be the focal point crossing over two-thirds um uh, right yeah helps helps to create interesting composition um and draw and, and draws the eye round into however you want it it might be that you set that up on the kind of left hand side and then you're text comes on the right hand side I mean there's so many there's so many elements but I think less is definitely more if you I mean Apple for example if you look at a lot of their um marketing I mean look at their logo <laughs> it's just an apple <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know Nike, simple, right? Nike is another one you know it's a tick yeah. you know it's like if you look at those kind of brands I mean, they obviously have teams of designers and teams of, um, you know, brand managers and everything else. But I think um, if you're aspiring and you can't afford, you don't have the budget to get someone else to do it for you, 
um, then look at who inspires you and, and pull out the parts that you like and copy them. Because eventually what happens is when we copy, um, we copy from various different sources and it eventually becomes your own. But it, I think stick with it. Um, I know I've said to you a few times, Matt, don't use that font or don't do this or stop using these images. It, it's not on brand. It's not, it doesn't work. And yes. um, so it's important to have those rules because otherwise we get lost and otherwise uh, things wander. I mean, you, Instagram is a perfect uh, illustration of where you see someone that has a, a feed where the, you can see maybe 12 of their images on your phone screen and they all look like they fit together yeah <laughs> you know and then you go to someone else's and you're like oh my goodness it's just a and do you think piggity mashup specific to certain social media sites or do you think it, it's across because instagram is very curated isn't it and very design focused mm. do you think facebook is the same or is it a bit more you know in regards if if it's for business then yes like right. your per your personal I mean, if you're so you're in a position where you we all have a personal brand also. So if you're self-employed, then your personal brand is as relevant as your business brand, because people uh, will want to know more about you and they'll go searching for your personal profile pages. So whatever you share, whether it's yesterday or from five years ago or 10 years ago, if you've put it online, it's still there. Um, and so to have that continuity and with what you're sharing and sharing whether it's a color one color and on every single post that you share has that one color that ties it all together whether it's the yeah. font you know whether it's you take all of your photos outside or all of your photos are in your studio or you know regardless of what it is you have one thing that kind of links it all together and I think that is key because it's part of your image it's what makes you easily identifiable and so you know we can talk about logos as well and um but the I think when you if you take the logo out and you have a set font and then you have a style of imagery or a color um, and then when you process across not only does that help with your presence on one social media channel that then links into all of the others as well. So depending on which ones you work, whether it's YouTube or Twitter or Instagram or TikTok, um, having yeah. that continuity and having that groundwork and it makes you easy to find, you know, easy to discover or easy to recognize. And so I think it's really key. I think that, but it, it has to be simple. If it, if all of a sudden what you're designing um, becomes difficult then um, it's time to like track back and make changes and um, you're you're a big fan of like only having a couple of colors as your sort of brand colors for example for Mitmaster, you've obviously created sort of a black and red and um, white theme um, for mm-hmm. everything that we kind of do and, but for my teacher passion brand it's sort of a uh, yellow uh, mm-hmm. a particular shade of yellow as well mm-hmm. along with white white and black so like you say that's really good because anyone who sees any of my content and is interested in the teacher passion stuff will see the yellow and the black and the white and that will kind of they'll understand that that's that brand whereas the mitmaster brand is something else so even just with color you can distinguish between exactly and so so when matt chapman posts a you know shares a post and it has a certain color on it you know 
what it's representing, where this is going and whether or not it's yes. interesting or not. And also, I mean, that you know, we can go into um, the emotion of colour, you know, colours spark different emotions in us. Um, and so, you know, you can kind of go into not delving massively into colour theory, but, you know, there are certain colours evoke certain emotions. Certain colours yeah. make us feel anxious. Some make us feel professional. Some make us feel at ease. Some make us feel relaxed some are friendly some are romantic you know and so that's something to consider as well when you're it's not like a 100 percent rule you can choose what you like you know and if you're presenting it in the right way but it's if you have no idea of where you want to take it or what or what your colors might be portraying um to get like a bit more insight into how people are receiving what you're putting out there i mean they, those are all things that are really relevant i mean that's what makes us human is that the fact that we react emotionally to stuff you know you see a beautiful car and but it might not be in a really it might be in a terrible color yeah think, oh what a shame like a green lamborghini for example yeah, you know but then you see <laughs> another car that's cheaper but it's in the most beautiful car you're like oh i love it you know so it kind of those that emotional connection is what makes us human the way that we connect with obviously people but we also connect with and uh relate to stuff you know how we spend our money um is yeah. really important and so that can that connection can be created through your design through your because that's what hits people's um eyes first right it's not the product it's the the presentation of the product which gets into people's faces first so it's, well, it's really important like you say it's the first impression isn't it because i've uh, gone onto websites where the design is shocking i really want the content and i really want to maybe buy x y and z from the person but their design kind of puts me off and it makes me lose trust in them because mm. it's just so poorly put together it looks such a mess i'm kind of like well Mm, is the product going to be also a mess? So I think it is essential, isn't it, to get design yeah. right for confidence. And there's there's really no excuses. <laughs> there's there's such a <laughs> there's you know there's Wix, there's Squarespace, um, uh, there, you know there's so many different kind of WordPress. There's so many different kind of templates and guides uh, and ways to get it right. And it's and it's, it is incredibly easy now like and if you if it really isn't your thing then just pay for someone to do it because you're never going to do it you're never ever yeah. going to sit down and do it and that's cool you know that's gives other people jobs and um, that's how we share the love that's how we all work together but like it's it's just so important um it's everything it's the if you invite someone into your house the first time they've met you and your house is a complete tip they're gonna think oh you know, I'm not, sure, <laughs> not sure I want to go back there. But uh, if you've got kind of like a showroom house and everything's in its place and it's functional and you know where to find stuff, um, you know, I guess that's why I like that things like Airbnb now work because people go away to stay in places that are homely but are, you know, kind of so such beautiful and spacious places and everything has a home and it's kind of like, yeah. more home than home you know and those that, that's become such a massive uh, success because we are striving that kind of stability and yeah the foundation of having everything in a in a place everything has a space and so our website should be that there is no excuse 
for not doing your housekeeping online because it's digital. Everything should have a space. And if it doesn't have a space, then it shouldn't be there. Yeah. And um, one of the things I'm always telling instructors uh, is to kind of keep consistency across their website pages. So some instructors will have like a colour scheme for one page and a different colour scheme for another page and one font on one page and another font on another page and then like one type of heading and a different type of heading and it 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 causes people stress when they get to your website because they're a little bit overwhelmed by the amount of stimulation I think yeah so just it's tiring consistent it's tiring. <laughs> yeah Definitely. it's tiring on the eyes and it's tiring on the mind isn't it to like readjust to to new stuff yeah and if you if like if literally if you could write down a note on white paper in black ink that could be way more powerful and way more effective than having five different fonts with three or four different colors and amazing imagery and videos and this and that like literally if it doesn't if it doesn't have a function it doesn't need to be there so first I think in I think with probably again with everything again in martial arts it's like how martial arts applies to life but if it doesn't have a function, then it doesn't deserve to be there. Once it yeah. has a function and it deserves to be there, then make it beautiful. That's cool. Like you that. know, so so like it's the same with whether it's a kick or a roundhouse kick or whatever. Okay, learn to do it properly. You know, learn to apply it at the right time. So you've got your timing and your distance. And then make it look pretty. You know, why not? People like pretty things. We like to be... A professional what we do it feeds our egos you know it's okay to have an ego just knowing when to <laughs> when to let it loose um but it, i think that it's that's the key like it has to have a function then when it has a function and it does its job then make it look pretty but it, again like don't make it look pretty to the point where it loses its function yeah that's that's super cool that applies across all sorts of things doesn't it mm um and on logos so uh i obviously speak to a lot of people and almost the first thing that they create when they're starting their business is their logo and i'm like well you haven't got a business yet start building the business out and then mm -hmm. get around to the logo once you kind of honed in on your on your proposition on your values on on what your your business is about but i i just so many people spend such a long time and generally they kind of design the logo of themselves, which I think is probably a mistake. Sometimes you need someone external to have a look at, you know, your perception in the market, how they see you mm. to uh, maybe create a logo. Do you have any tips on logo design? Like is simplicity the best idea or is it? like? Yes. A so when, uh, I mean, my brother actually designed our Brazil art logo, which is a token um, with a certain typeface. Um, and then I ended up, creating a bit so it could be a standalone toucan logo and and interestingly it's uh we're in south end but it uh, it's flown over to wales and someone contacted me on twitter saying i recognize you i recognize your logo and i'm like what oh, <laughs> you, know, cool. you live over you live over in the middle of wales in in mid wales and there and it turned out that their parents live a couple of streets down from our um academy but they yeah. recognize the logo um so a logo has to be it has again it has to be simple it has to look good or it has to be recognizable at maybe an inch to half an inch small but it also has to be recognizable you know on the side of a building um, mm. if if you shrink it down and it loses its details then it's not a logo it's an image um, wow. it has to 
it has to look good um, black on white, it has to look good white on black. And you can have colour, but it has to tick those boxes first. Um, and if it's not, then something's wrong. And that and that's kind of the basics to a logo or basics to a good logo. So like we said, you know, Nike, Apple, um, you know, they'd look good, black on white, white on black. They could be yes. colourful. You could put a rainbow in the middle of them, but they would still be recognisable as their logos. Adidas is another one. You know, if you look at all of the kind of big brands that are doing it and, and now their logos are so recognisable that they don't need any words with them. No, yeah. You know, but a logo could be a font. It could be, you know, that it's, it's, it can be all of those things. But I, uh, I think it's, it's really important because it's going to stay with you forever. And so you can have an idea of what you've got or maybe you're basing it on an old one and you want to upgrade your old logo. Um, but if you've never designed a logo before, then I would 100% say get someone to do it. It doesn't mean that you can't be part of that design process. It doesn't mean you have to release everything off into the wild, which is also cool as well, which is what you did with me. <laughs> you said, like, right, make me this. And that's cool. You know, that's a designer's dream. But 95% of the time that doesn't happen. Um, mm. So you can definitely be part of the process. But I think... Under, like what you said understanding what your business is um what your objective is like where you want to take it I think the hardest the hardest thing is like creating your tagline um and realizing your mission and knowing what that is first because once you have that um then everything else just comes easier like if you turned around to and to said to someone you know my mission for Mitmaster is to teach I can't remember your tagline but it's to teach how many, how many people yeah to how many people is like five thousand people or whatever Five thousand people world-class pad schools yeah yeah you know you put that together and it's like okay well the logo has to have pads in it you know yeah, that's gotcha. that's what you're teaching you know so and um and then and then your logo came out of a typeface you know we did the typeface came first and the pads came in and and then all of a sudden it matched and it worked so well that you've had quite a few people uh imitating it <laughs> Yeah, yeah uh, you know yeah. kind of creating from the same same style and that's and that's amazing that's exactly what a logo should do it should create impact um it's your seal of approval you know it's your your kind of copyright c on your products um and so it should be able to work embroidered on a t-shirt it should be able to be plastered on the side of a van um it should work in the bottom of a uh, of a flyer and again, like I said, it can be text or it can just be image or it can be a mixture of both. Um, yeah, and but what it would is. You recommend people like do if they go to a designer to get a logo, like collect a few that they like the look of, or and say kind of do something like that, or is a, a process that you would go through with someone to design a logo? So some of the questions that I would ask. Um, first when I've spoken to people who want logos designed the questions that I ask are you know what is your mission statement what is your business who are you what do you want this logo to portray you know what does it stand for nice um, yeah. and then I'll say you know what are your influences what do you like because if you if you if I if I create a logo of something that I like it's going to be from my influences as you know it's going to be from something that I'm inspired by but if you already have 
you know, a list of, of companies or brands um, that inspire you, then just pull those together and say, actually, I like this. I like how yes. this sits like this. I like how the logo looks good on this. You know, the, the more that you can pull together, um, the closer it's going to get to what you're envisioning, envisioning you know. Yeah. Um, if you don't have an idea, that's also cool as well. Uh, and it gives you an opportunity to play. But I think it, <clears throat> I think it gives, I think when we're approaching design, we're approaching logos, it's a really good opportunity. Just maybe, I don't know, sit in your lounge and look around you and see what it is that you have in your living space. Because everything that exists in your house exists because you like it. You know, otherwise it wouldn't be there. Um, yeah, and so, yeah. you know, what jumps out at you? What, you know, what inspires you? What do you like? And pull those things together. It doesn't have to be relevant to martial arts. Um, it can be from anywhere. You know. Yeah, so you can get inspiration for design from, from anything, I guess, can't you? I mean, it could be uh, it could be a book cover, it, it could be a building, it could be, you know, something uh, that you find in your house, like you say, or mm. uh, design. Well, like, I mean, like the way that clothes fit, you know, there might be a, a particular brand that has clothes that fit you really well. Well, why are they so comfortable? You yeah, know, that's that's all really that's that's all relevant. It's all. um it, bring, it brings together, you know, why you like what you like. And, and chances are that also starts to come into your values. Um, Patagonia is one of my favorite brands. Yvonne, the, the guy that founded Patagonia, is like one of my absolute heroes. Um, not only because they, most, they make the most unbelievable products. I mean, one of his um, adverts that he created was you know do not buy this jacket he's like we do not want you to buy our products we want you to, you know which I, mean, I know is like kind of a bit like the reverse psychology but he's like we don't because of the impact that it has we create a high quality product at a high price but we only want you to buy it once and then we want you to come back and we'll repair it you know um because of the the fact that the environment is so important to the values of their business that they want to yeah. You know, they, they care about um, good quality stuff um, and they care about the environment, but they know that if they create lots and lots of stuff, it's going to impact the environment. So they know that they have to keep their production down, um, you know, and they've accidentally turned into a multi-million dollar company. But, you know, the other work that they do, they do lots of conservation work now and, and they invest their profits elsewhere. And so... You know, that to me, they, I mean, the Patagonia logo, it's a font, it's a typeface, you know, and it stands out a million miles and it's on everything that they produce. And it's just the, the all of a sudden you start pulling, you know, that's important to me first and foremost because of how much they care about, you know, the earth that we walk on. But then it also looks really good and they produce really beautifully designed functional clothing you know so those things are important to me so then I start thinking about okay well why is that relevant to me in my business they're they're yeah. my you can't help but your personal values be present in your in your business because it's your business you know so those things are, are super important and and like you say um design relates to story doesn't it because how your story of you know your how your business started and your journey is reflected in the design that you create and story is one of the most important 
parts of marketing in my opinion because it, it shares you know we love stories as human beings we've been told stories since we were children we watch movies and tv series which are just made up stories hmm. well uh, i think every conversation that we have now is we're telling stories i told you a story about how patagonia impacted my life you know true. like every the way that we everything that we do and everything that we share, say um is a story it's something that we've learned on our journey and so it's just about choosing the, the way that you design your stories it's choosing about how a certain thing that happened in your life could actually help someone else in their life and sometimes you don't even know what that impact is going to be and um, but maybe it's relevant to something that's happening at the moment so we've just gone through a, a crazy period of isolation and maybe you've been through something like that before uh, and it wasn't a good experience for you but you sharing that helps give light to someone else yeah. Um, you know, and in doing that, then all of a sudden you create a connection, um, which can be, you know, an emotional one or an, a spiritual one. I mean, the emotional connection is really key because that's when we make decisions. You know, there, yeah. there are business decisions that we make on, you know, pure logic. Um, but I think I reckon the, 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 the large majority of decisions that we make when we purchase something or invest in something is because of how it makes us feel or which is to or, do with design isn't it as well yeah of course and or how how we hope it's going to make us feel you know almost like how it promises to make us feel um yeah and so and yeah again that's been designed i'm not a massive fan of um of click funnels you know like if i go on a site and all of a sudden someone's yeah, leading me design, down a tunnel doesn't it yeah yeah you know but like actually if someone drips feed you um an email once a week or twice a week and, and they start sharing stories through video or through <clears throat> or through written stories or through blog posts then all of a sudden i start okay i want to know more i'm interested in this 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 is relevant to me you know, I like this. Actually, this is going to help me out um, or this is where I want to be. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're you need their product. <laughs> it's not a case of wanting anymore. It's a case of uh, necessity. And and I think. Just I think Donna, people are, are too clued up now. The Internet has has created um a space where if you are dishonest or if you're just trying to make a quick buck you'll get found out pretty quick yeah and so you know we have to be clever with our design we have to be clever with how we're communicating with people and we have to be we have to be clever with the type of imagery that we're putting out we have to be consistent consistent I know you're always going on about consistency is key and it's key in everything that we do it's key in us being healthy as human beings you know getting enough sleep drinking enough water being consistent and creating good habits and and that just transfers over into our training it transfers over into our business it's you know they're life skills absolutely yeah um so I, I, I totally agree with uh, everything you said and you've helped me so much with um, getting a better eye for design because like a lot of people I just didn't really appreciate how important it was and what a difference it it makes because sometimes I'll send you something that I've created and you'll laugh and then you'll send me back <laughs> like just a super amazing version of it and I'm like oh wow it's so so much better the way you've done it 
Um, how did you develop that skill? Is that just just practice or? Well, I, I, I've, already, I've, been brought, I've always been an artist since I was very young. My mum was very artistic. I'm a musician. So I'm a very creative person. I actually did a, a degree in fashion design. So I learned to make clothes. I was essentially trained as like a, a tailor, a pattern cutter. Um, oh. And originally I went to college with the idea of doing graphic design but I did a taster course and I hated it but I think that was more to do with the teacher than it was to do with the content which was a shame but that just goes to show how you know the education system isn't everything um and so I got my degree and then I came out and did various jobs that were completely irrelevant um because I just needed to be able to pay the bills but uh making things beautiful has always been at my heart and so I started to teach, I taught myself all of my Photoshop skills, Illustrator skills, uh, Premiere editing. Um, I'm now delving into um, music production um, and stuff like that. But it's, so it's always been really key. But again, it was just practice. And also I, I'm really stubborn. And so <laughs> uh, uh, my reluctancy to pay someone else to do something that I thought I could do myself um, right. kind of, pushed me forward and I guess in the beginning of when we started out um before we started our company um I was working full-time so I didn't have so many financial kind of concerns about what when you, what you do have when you're working self when you're self-employed you know and so you know as soon as I clocked off from work from the office I'd get home and that was my time and that would be the time that I'd play to kind of help build up my husband's classes and, and start to create our image. And my brother's a, a professional graphic designer, so that kind of helps. I'd bounce things off of him. Mm. Um, but I think creativity, like creativity is, is in everybody. It's not about being a fine artist. It's not about who can paint, uh, you know, programs like apps like Canva. Oh, I'm not a massive fan because I, I think that there are others that can do it much better, but they're, they're kind of only because I've been working with, a kind of more professional program um but yeah. canva's brilliant for entry and so if you just stick with the uh, the basic rules of you know sticking to one or two fonts sticking to your color scheme using a style of photo um then canva does the job and you know it's free and it's accessible for everybody and it's easy you can do it anywhere you can do it sitting on the toilet if you wish you know like it's it's so fast um, yes and easy but I think for me it's just it, I had that passion anyway to make and I, I like to see other people succeed but I want to see them succeed um, and look good <laughs> <laughs> that, that's very true I mean that's kind of cool as well because if you think about capoeira it's a it's a powerful martial art but it just looks good it's the best looking martial art in my opinion <laughs> yeah it's really it's it's it, it's funny because it can a lot of people are afraid of it because it looks hard and it is if you're doing it at a certain level you know most of what you yeah. see maybe the guys have been training you know maybe they're still in their mid-20s but they've been training since they were kids and so you know they make it look easy but it, interestingly as you know with any martial art there's a holistic side you know there's an athletic side there's a fighting side and and it and incorporates all of that and um I, I love, I mean, I was really drawn to Capoeira initially because of the music, being a musician. Um, 
but then was really drawn to that ex the exploration through movement and uh, and playfulness and the fact that you could play i i uh, i did some kickboxing training with you which was great fun and um, but felt there wasn't enough there for me to kind of put my own stamp on it um, yeah and that and that's how i felt uh, i'd done some karate when i was a kid but again i don't think the instructor the instructor was particularly inspiring and uh, i ended up kind of hating it and so you know there's a lot to be said about how we present ourselves in front of people and you know and whether that's on the website or what we're sharing on social media or the just the way that we wear our uniform or the way that we look after ourselves the food that we eat you know there's there's a like a, it all comes back to design um, yes. But there's a lot to be said for that because those those things stick. Uh, and they say like with um, mailing lists, when you're building your mailing list, you know, once someone unsubscribes, you'll never get them back. And and that applies if someone walks into your academy or someone enrolls in a course. And if you don't present it well, I'm not, I'm not talking about high production, but just if you don't tick the basics. Um, yeah. to get those basics right and invest in those basics then they will never buy anything else from you you know it won't be a good experience and so I think it's not about being flashy um, it's about being honest and being truthful being transparent um, and just literally ticking those basics simply you know if you if you have no idea I had a, a conversation actually with Bob Breen about um design he, he he's a stickler for very simple and classic and clean design and it's brilliant because he challenges me on every level I keep trying to push him and think oh, I'll get him to do it. no 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 he doesn't want it he, he he knows what he wants and he's um and he sticks to his guns but um yes. but it's right you know it's right and 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 he has a brilliant image and he has a brilliant brand um but like if if you have no idea you know jump back to the classic of Helvetica jump back to classics you know stick to a font keep it super super simple and you'll yep. be amazed you know and and in this in the same when you're choosing words to use um if you have a sentence that has 20 words but you can say it in eight then say it in eight yeah absolutely yeah and also like one of the things i noticed when you do design for me whether it's a website or something like that is you use a lot of white space around um around the text and around the images so is there a reason for that because it's obviously easier on the eye and allows the eye to move naturally down the page but mm -hmm. um white space seems to be quite important i think so if you were to think about your the room i'm sitting in my son's room at the moment but actually if you're sitting in a room that's cluttered it can make you feel claustrophobic and you want to get out you don't want yeah. to be in that room whereas if you sat in a room that maybe had a sofa a couple of plants a picture on the wall uh it feels spacious it feels like you can breathe and so our experiences online or with a flyer or they're exactly the same and so again it comes back to functionality if it doesn't have a function then it shouldn't be there um yeah you know and it's just the way it's just the way it is I mean you could look at a brand like Laura Ashley that's like made its um business on like really elaborate floral um prints and stuff but you know they've changed over time and they'll have smaller prints and the bolder prints still exist but they're not 
in your face all of the time you know you can kind of hint at some of those things so it's not that you can't have elaborate and complicated stuff you can but I think you just got to know when to use it right yeah and if it if it takes your it comes back to that focal point if it takes your attention away from your main message and your main you know desire or communication or whatever it is you know you can have a really you can have the most amazing beautiful um website with all the most amazing pictures on it and then you have a little buy now button you know or subscribe now or you know sign up to our mailing list and if that's lost then people are never going to press that button so you can almost get distracted by poor design right yeah definitely definitely Mm. or people or like you say people just get turned off did you know that the um the colors that they use in mcdonald's restaurants are created so that they make you feel uncomfortable after a certain amount of time (laughs) so they they get you out yeah yeah wow that's deep (laughs) that's cool yeah but like it again it's like it's it's that emotional connection you know they don't want people to sit there and then yet you might i was talking to friends actually that had a deli um in wales and they said when they started, they didn't know how it was going to go. They were in a small village, um, but actually they just created a space that they would feel comfortable in because they were going to have to work there. They were going to have to spend all of their time there. And yeah. so that's what they did. And they didn't set time limits to how long people could sit at a table. Even if someone had finished their coffee, they would allow them to be there. And so people you know, ended up spending more money because they felt comfortable to be there. Um, it, it's just interesting, you know, like on a different McDonald's wants a massive high turnover. They want to, you know, they're fast food. Uh, yeah. They want to sell a ridiculous amount of terrible, terrible food, uh, you know, in a really short space of time. And so if people are sitting in their restaurants, you know, for hours at a time, they're not going to be able to have that massive high turnover. Um, no, which is probably why the seats are uncomfortable, you know, and the lighting weird and the yeah. colours are clashing and stuff. It's uh, it's very clever. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. The and, the, and, the, and the same way with supermarkets, the way they lead you around, you know, the way they design their end of uh, aisle displays. Yes. Um, and it's interesting when you walk into a supermarket, often the first part that you walk into is the actual food section so the real food section um it's your whole foods it's your fruits and your vegetables and then and that's such a small part and then if you think about it it's like well what is the rest (laughs) if this is the (laughs) if this is the real food what's the rest of this stuff you know but it's it's designed in such a way that you get lost in it all you know and it's all it's like ikea is deliberately designed to get you lost yeah Uh, although we deny it but you know you're wandering yeah. around and suddenly you'll see like a little table that you want and yeah. so you pick up the table and then you see a light hanging that you want to so pick up the light and then you see a potted plant so it's exactly. very I mean, all of this is by design this is not of course by, the, cle- the clever people go straight to the marketplace they skip the whole showroom <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah of course yeah um oh, that's really cool thank you so much for uh, all your insights on design um it's been really cool chatting with you uh, and working with you over the years if people want to get in contact with you about um reaching out how would they do that uh you think they can find um so i've got my my design kind of side of the business is called buildingempires.co.uk they can reach out on there or on building empires on facebook um or emma gibbs the Oliver. you can find me on facebook as well um our my um 
company side for our martial arts for capoeira and jiu-jitsu is brazil arts it's brazil with a z and then arts with an e on the end um you can find us there um yeah just if you if you're interested in doing something or just getting a little bit of advice or you want to chat or whatever then give us a shout and i'd be happy to see if i can help yeah i mean you you've done a fantastic job with all all my brands just super quality work and uh you you kind of understand me really really well and i think because you're a martial artist yourself you kind of you know you get martial artists don't you i've worked with other people who are not in martial arts and they just kind of don't get what we want in terms of like impact in terms of maybe colors that relate to martial arts in terms of you know how we put things together so it's been really really good so any martial artist out there or just anyone who wants to speak to emma i highly recommend it i'll put a link to your uh, building empires website in the notes for the podcast cool thank you no props have a nice day thank you very much no problem you too speak to you soon thank you bye